man, time flies. Here we are, the end of the year, 2022. So much to say, so much to say. Today, we'll focus on mental health since it's a major issue affecting men and end of the year wishes. Let's go. Welcome to Dr. Gio's podcast. I am your host, Dr. Gio, where it is my goal and intention to help you improve your urological function and live better with age. We're wrapping up the year, folks. We are wrapping up the year. Time flies, don't it? Certainly time flies. The older you get, (laughs) the faster time goes, doesn't it? This past year has been great. We've been able to have a podcast for about 10 months now, almost a year. And it's been an unbelievable journey. And I want to thank you for being a part of it. I get amazing messages from you all telling me how, certainly how I can improve and the types of things you want to hear about, which I really appreciate. And other messages and things on you liking the podcast. And I really appreciate it. And and thank you so much for tuning in. Look, and we're going to talk about purpose a little bit today and so on. But, you know, this is a great, a great deal of purpose for me. I, I am on a mission here to make sure that men can live longer and better with age. And that's despite of any diagnosis that may be lingering now, anywhere from prostate cancer, or history of heart disease, and maybe stents put in and whatever. I'm on a mission. I think we can live longer and better with quality of life as we get older. And I want to thank you for tuning in and and finding my information, the podcast are both valuable. Again, I want to do the research and I want to have a team of people to do the research so that you don't have to. Today, we're going to talk about mental health for men. Mental health has always been a big issue. Ordinary people like you and I that are feeling gloomy, and I speak to a lot of guys all the time, and mental health is an issue. Okay, so I'm going to talk to you from the perspective of the fact that I'm a holistic practitioner. As such, I ask questions about stress and how these guys live their lives, which I think is crucially important to help you do better with any urological problem and certainly live better with age. I'm going to talk to you from the perspective of holistic natural medicine and the things that I think will help you keep mentally healthy and, you know, Live your best life as you age. So there's quite a bit to unpack here. So I'm I'm hoping that by the time this podcast episode is over, you have clarity as to what to do and not feel more confused because I think there's, there's always a lot of things to think about as we're trying to stay mentally healthy. I'm not gonna talk a lot about the chemicals in your brain that helps with being happy because I don't think it's that simple. I I think that we all know uh, the effects, for example, of dopamine, how it mixes with other hormones and neurotransmitters like serotonin, even epinephrine and so forth. Sometimes testosterone in men has an impact. So I'm not going to get a whole lot into that because that could be uh, probably a a good podcast for another time. I'm going to keep it, as always, holistic but realistic. I think that there are two things that I want to start with Abraham Maslow's hierarchy of self-actualization and purpose, because I think that's a good place to start, right? So there's this pyramid that you might have learned in psychology class where 
there's basic needs that you have. So the most, the most fundamental needs that you have are physiological. You need food and drink and shelter and safety. The next step towards the top of the pyramid is this feeling of belonging to something or someone, right? A tribe. Uh, you, you've seen a lot of tribal things happening, you know, to a fault sometimes. And I don't think that uh, always brings happiness. So, you know, very left wing versus right wing politically, this religion and that religion. So there are tribes, but sometimes that doesn't lead to health and safety or different cultures, organizations. There's self-esteem and this feeling of accomplishing something, respect, status that you're looking for. And then is this self-actualization, right? Self-actualization. This is like, what's your purpose? What's your fulfillment? What gets you going? Uh, what's your, uh, what kind of personal growth are you seeking? And this is despite of age. I don't care if you're 30 or 90. You need purpose. You need to get up in the morning and feel like you're living a purposeful life. What does that look like for you? And I think that the more on purpose you are, the happier you'll be. And we're going to talk about this notion of happiness in a second, because I think that it's uh, the, some of these terms are ambiguous. Happiness, what, what, what does that mean? You know, what, what, what does it mean to be happy? But the bottom line is you want to seek purpose. This could be your work. This could be a combination of your work, your family, your kids, your grandkids, making sure that they do well in life. Things that makes the world better, but you need to have those other things, safety, food, belongingness, uh, uh, needs, uh, good self-esteem, and then and then reach that goal of top of the pyramid, self-actualization, right? Believe it or not, there is a study in the 1940s following their children and grandchildren to determine what's a good life. So this is actually very fascinating because you can draw some ideas from these long studies. Now, it's very important to know these are Harvard graduates. They're all white men. So it may not, I think they're general concepts that apply to any culture, any demographic, perhaps. Um, certainly if you're from lower income uh, or people that are from lower income, it's much more difficult to have those basic needs of Maslow's pyramid, even maybe food or you know shelter or safety and things like that. So all things, you, you do need a certain amount of income and revenue. I'm just saying that so that you know, these are 270 uh, Harvard grads, mid-40s, their children and grandchildren. You need to be careful with alcohol. It's a poison. And I'm not shaming you or telling you, don't ever have a drink. I'm not saying that. I had a couple of glasses of wine yesterday, for example, and it was great, right? But you want to respect the bottle. In this Harvard study, it was the number one cause of divorce was alcoholism. And it correlated with depression, neurosis, all kinds of psychiatric problems. And together, alcoholism with cigarette smoking was the single greatest contributor to either morbidity or death. So just this feeling of being always sick and ill or early death. So this notion of living longer and better, well, you want to certainly not drink and smoke. So if you drink and smoke, that's a problem. But even if you just drink a lot of alcohol, if you're uh, an alcohol problem, that alone will prevent you from living your best life as you age. 
So you got to be honest with yourself. If you think you have an alcohol problem, that means you do. If you need a drink, not want a drink, if you need a drink often, then you need to question that. If you find that you drink alone, things like that from a long work day, but there's healthier and better ways to do that. And if you're unable to restrict yourself from doing so, then you want to ask questions and you want to address it. So that's the number one problem to keep you unhappy and induce unhealthy scenarios and live an unhealthy life. The other key point from that study, the Harvard study, is that financial success depends on what they call warmth of relationships above certain levels, not intelligence. So the better your relationships across the board, the better you do in every aspect of your life, including financially. Okay? And money, which we're going to talk about soon, it's a major factor to mental health problems or at least causing major distress that leads to mental health problems. So the better the relationships, the better the financial situation. In fact, across the board or through the study, and again, even the offsprings of the original men that were studied, relationship matters. Also, it does show that the better relationship you had with your mother and father, the better you did across the board, happiness, success, wealth, everything. Now, that didn't mean in this study that if you, those that did have a poor relationship with their parents did poorly. No, some of them got it together. And, and so it wasn't a definite, but it was a contributing factor. And this helps you if you are a father. If you are a father, you play a major role. And certainly if you're a mother, you play a major role with your children, as, as you know, how much time you spend with them. And typically children, having children, let's be honest. Let's be honest now, you know, because I love my three kids and I wouldn't know what life is without them. I wouldn't want to know. But if we're honest, having children is a stressor. Okay. Having children is a stressor for many reasons, right? Cost, a significant increase in cost to keep them well. They may turn out, you may do your best. You're in your and your spouse to raise them, but sometimes they're under a lot of pressure from life, society, social, internet, social media, right? So they become unhealthy mentally themselves. And that's a, you, you're, if you have more than one kid, you're always as happy as your unhappiest kid, right? <laughs> I mean, that, that's just the way it is. You are as happy as your unhappiest kid. Health issues that may come along, sleepless nights when they're very young, all these things. So then it affects your health and so forth. So let's be honest, you know, children can be a stressor. Now, I have a rule of thumb with raising children. And again, I'm not an expert. This is just, <laughs> it's, this is my experiment. <laughs> this is my own experiment with my kids. Take care of the, of the problem early. Later on is always worse. So if you're trying, uh, as an example, this is just an example, right? If you have a two-year-old with a tantrum and you're saying, okay, here's the toy that you are, I'm saying not to, you're not going to have, but you know, I don't want to hear you cry. So here's the toy. I would argue, deal with that first. Don't give them the toy, deal with the tantrum because later on the issues will be worse with them knowing that they're going to get whatever they want, right? So we'll talk more about that on Father's Day, on the Father's Day episode. In any event, 
relationship with children seems to be a factor. It's not the end-all, be-all, but it is a factor. And so how your parents raised you may be a factor, but again, not the end-all, be-all. So, you know, those are the key takeaways from the Harvard study. I I know there's more details to it, but those are the major ones that I think can help you. So we're trying to be happy and successful. How do you do that? And my own thoughts. So here we go. There's three major components to being happy and successful as you get older. Number one is health, right? That's a no-brainer. You need to be healthy. If you're not healthy, then it could be a little bit more challenging. Number two is relationships. How's the quality of your relationships with your spouse, if you're married, with your children, if you have children, with your friends, if you have friends and brothers and siblings? Now, it doesn't have to be perfect, right? Your relationships don't have to be perfect. There's ups and downs, but all in all, this should be good quality. Like you love. Uh, the people that are close to you and you you care for them and you want the best for them, okay? And the third is money and finances. That could be a huge stressor. What we saw during uh, major recessions in tw- 2008 was that there was uh, a quite a few people taking their lives because they lost their, their money. So we need to do better relationship with money, all of us, right? Uh, and some of you already do. And I know that some of these points you're good with, maybe you have good relationships, but not great with money, or you have good with money, not great relationships, or not good health, or so forth. So we're trying to achieve, you know, a nice balance with our relationships, our relationship with money, relationship with people, and do the best we can with our health. Now, it takes constant inventory with yourself to check these boxes. And make sure, okay, how am I doing here? And no one is 10 out of 10 that I know of, right? So some people, you know, are doing, like I said, you know, good in some areas, not in others. No one is 10 out of 10. But you really need to take inventory, honest inventory. Be honest with yourself of, you know, in my relationship with my wife, scale of one to 10, how am I doing? 10 being great. Is it two? Well, then relationships require work and effort and time. (laughs) They're not easy. They're not meant to be easy. How's my relationship with kid number one, kid number two, and kid number three, right? Probably impossible for them to be all 10 out of 10, but wherever there's less than, you know, around five, five out of 10, then you want to, okay, you want to put some thought into that. My mom, my siblings, my friends, good friends. How's my relationship? Do I need to give them a call? Maybe I need to take one of my kids out for lunch tomorrow and have a one-on-one conversation. Maybe I need to call one of my good friends. So self-inventory to look at those three areas. Money, you know, am I making enough? If I am, you know, what's my relationship? I don't think it's a good idea to create an identity that's only related to your bank account and how much you have in your bank account right? You're more than that. One of the books that I want you to read is called The Psychology of Money. I think it's a phenomenal book on really the the mental aspects of money, okay? That should be helpful for you. All right, so that's number one, right? These three things, self-inventory and spend time alone uh, to figure these things out. The other thing that I want to share with you is you can't live in the past, all right? You kind of have to I heard something on the internet once. You you kill the old you, 
kill that old you. You're not the past. I say that because many of you are thinking, oh, it's too late. I mean, why am I going to work on my money issues or my relationship? It's too late. You know, I'm already a loser. I'm already blah, blah, blah. Work on the future start. You start now, today, from living your best life, not New Year's resolutions. We don't do New New Year's resolutions don't work, right? But whenever you're hearing this particular episode, you start now. Start today on improving your life and you forget, develop amnesia, what, however you screwed up. We've all screwed up. And if, <laughs> and if you're of a certain age and there would have been social media <laughs> and, and iPhones back then, those pictures, <laughs> right? Those college pictures and photos up on the internet would not be great. Let's be honest. They would not be great. So We don't worry about the past. We don't worry about what we should have done, could have done. We start now at any age. I don't care if you're 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years and looking at those areas, your habits and behaviors and um, your relationship with alcohol and so forth. All right, let's move forward. The other thing I want you to do, if you'd like, and if you think this is helpful, is to challenge your beliefs. You know, challenge your beliefs. You know, um, your beliefs come from many things. It comes from your parents. It comes from your political affiliations. You know, this is why the internet, I think the internet is great and listening to me <laughs> from some internet source. So I think the internet is great. Challenge your beliefs. The thing about beliefs is that it, it's mostly in your subconscious mind. So you have conscious mind. So you know, you know, it's in your head and you know what's in your head and, you know, you, you know what's there, but your subconscious mind is a deeper state of mind and it, you don't know exactly what's there, but your behavior, your emotions are manifesting from the thoughts that you don't even know about in your subconscious mind. So the goal when you're doing this is to, I think Carl Jung talked about it. Uh, bring the subconscious to the conscious. And with that comes these beliefs that you need to trigger your relationships and all the things that we've talked about, uh, including things like, you know, bad relationships with money and poor mentality and things like that, that were probably triggered by parents. It, It happens so often, right? So these type of things. So challenge your beliefs. Lastly, this is a personality thing where some people um, always make scenarios way bigger than they are, right? Avoid catastrophizing. Do not catastrophize scenarios. I've seen several patients who lost their kids from an overdose or from cancer, from a car accident. And if you think that your situation outliving your own kids, if you have kids. But even if you don't, you can imagine how painful that is. There's never anything worse that, I, you know, life is about relativity. Um, I remember keenly when um, I think uh, Donald Trump here in the U.S. was running against uh, Hillary Clinton. And, you know, I'm very neutral in politics. And some of my patients could not sleep because they were either pro-Trump or against Hillary or pro-Hillary against Trump. And so they were so emotionally caught up with this. <laughs> and my thinking is, and many of my, many people thought I was ignorant about it, but my thinking was, wait a minute, my parents are Cuban. 
in Cuba. I don't care who's president in Cuba. There is no great life. So if, if most Cubans would love to live here and they would not care who's president. So it's all about relativity, how you reframe things, right? Reframe it. So if you get emotionally uptight over certain things, you're probably catastrophizing and you need to maybe reframe it. And this is why alone time, meditation time, and, and self-introspection time is so, so valuable and important. In Stoicism, there's this whole notion of temperance, which is really having discipline and self-control. And I think that's key to happiness. An uncontrolled other person move forward. A disciplined life with self-control, with everything, with how you you spend money and how you treat people, how you allow people to treat you, with your excessiveness with either drinking or food or eating or whatever it is, self-control across the board. So you want to practice what they would call temperance. This not relying so much on, on pleasure, seeking pleasure all the time. There should be pleasure right now. There should be pleasure for, if not every day of your life, most days of your life, including some of the challenges that life brings on to you. The fact that you're able to overcome some of these challenges, or many of these challenges, should be pleasurable. So you want to practice temperance. I always say, you know, I want to always kind of stay even keel even keel. If you're always trying to go for that super fun event and that, you know, that super fun and be super happy. Well, if you're trying to be super happy, you you don't want to have to seek for happiness because even overcoming obstacles and challenges can be happy moments. So be careful with seeking that super dopamine response because that's not sustainable. Okay. You should be happy you know, normal happy, right? The guy who's having this amazing, you know, you're looking at this guy at a party. He's like, man, that guy's having a great time. You know, he's the life of the party and he's keep boozing, right? You see him and now he's really the life of the party. I don't know that that guy is happy when he goes home at night. In fact, I'll tell you that guy's not happy when he goes home at night. So have temperance, Um, have self-discipline across the board, even with your emotions. And lastly, some thoughts from another book called, and, and, you know, uh, I'll put them in the show notes, The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F. The subtle, great, great title, right? The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F. And it talks about how happiness is found in solving problems, not avoiding them. More or less along the same lines of temperance as I explained it. It talks about true happiness occurs only when you find the problems you enjoy having and enjoy solving. Happiness is wanting the problems you have and wanting to solve them, not run away from them, right? Because if you're in, if we are living, we're going to have problems and we're going to have problems constantly um, and, and challenges. This is a major component of life. It talks about negative emotions are a sign that something is going unaddressed. So if you're feeling a little unease, this is when you need to tap into your subconscious and bring those thoughts to your conscious. Because feeling anxiety, depression, off, it's just a sign that something needs to be addressed. 
And it's a call to action. Positive emotions are the reward for taking the correct action. You want success and fame and happiness and great sex and, you know, feeling great. Everybody wants those things, right? A much more interesting approach and want, what are you willing to struggle for is a greater determinant of how our lives will turn out. For some of you that may be, oh, well, that's negative. You know, why do I need to talk about my struggle and pain and kind of things? Well, because I think that this is why, you know, taking cold showers in the morning, it's a good thing. Yes, it's a healthy thing to do. It's a healthy physiological thing to do, but also it's not what you want to do. So you want to get yourself into, get used to some pain and stress in your body that will make you stronger, healthier, and better right? Uh, You wake up in the morning and you may not want to go work out. You need to work out because remember, one of the top three things, at least in my mind, is health. And if we're certain any pharmaceutical drug, and I'm not knocking pharmaceutical drugs for anxiety and depression because I I do think they have some value, but I think true health comes from what you do day to day, your habits, your discipline, your behaviors, what you eat, exercise, supplements, sleep. So if you are able to do these things for your health, again, they affect your physical health, but they really affect your mental health as well. And you're able to, you know, look at your beliefs, self-introspection, be honest with yourself, temperance, practice temperance, be careful with the two highs, marijuana smoking. It's not good for your mental health when you do too much of it, marijuana smoking. You know, if you have a better relationship with money, improve your relations with people, avoid catastrophizing happiness, address the issues with your people, your your family members, your friends, right? And get rid of that old person. Uh, You know, don't live in the past. Don't live in the past. It, It ain't worth it. All right. So happy new year. Have a, an amazing 2023. I'm looking forward to it. And I really hope that these, these words help you live your best life in 2023 and beyond. And don't forget drgeo.com. And again, guys, go and subscribe at whatever platform you listen to your podcast. This is Dr. Geo signing off. I'll talk to you guys next time. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Dr. Geo podcast. You can watch all episodes of this podcast and much more by subscribing to my YouTube channel on youtube.com forward slash Geo Espinoza ND. If you love what you heard today, you can help by leaving a five star review of the podcast on Apple and Spotify as each review helps us reach more men who are serious about improving their urological health and how to function better with age. And for the latest research and actionable takeaways in a world of men's health and integrative urology, sign up for my newsletter at drgeo.com. I'll see you next time. And now for a brief disclaimer. This podcast is for general information only, and we're not forming a doctor-patient relationship through this medium. The use of the information and all links associated with this podcast is at the listener's risk 
and is not to replace medical advice from a physician or a healthcare practitioner. Lastly, thoughts and opinions related to this podcast are my own and may not reflect the views of any institution or organization I'm associated with.